championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to Cover 49. My name is Tesh, and today I have Dev from All 49s UK from Twitter. So it's at All 49, 49ers UK. I'll uh, make sure to put that Twitter on there when I post the uh, episode. And then he also has a blog called all49ers.co.uk, all49ers.co.uk. Dev, it's really honor. I really appreciate you coming in here and giving us the fan experience from the UK. Hi, Tish. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Football is, we all know, an American sport. Uh, some countries call it American gridiron. So it's very interesting to me when I see international fans out there, especially when soccer, I know, is such a big sport. But then to find somebody like yourself that's so passionate about American football, how did you get into it? Where did your love of the sport come from? And then also, why did you pick the 49ers out of all the teams out there? Okay, so um, with regards to my sort of fall in love with the game. It goes back to when I was an early teenager in the early 80s. Um, in the UK, unlike America, we only had four channels at the time, TV channels. And one of the channels, Channel 4, started to televise uh, NFL games. And I just stumbled upon it. And uh, as I was growing up as a teenage boy, I started watching the games, the 85 Bears, Doug Williams, and then slowly started to follow, follow the game a bit more, a bit more intensely. And I started following the 49ers probably in 1988 and 89. And um, uh, really where I think, for me, I fell in love with the team was definitely had to be Super Bowl 23. It was the early hours of Monday morning. I was, I think, 14 years old. I was watching the game and that amazing drive that Joe led the team down. And that whole experience of watching that live, um, that's it. And I, I fell in love with the team. Yeah. It's it's so that that Super Bowl that was uh, the slant to John Taylor left side to uh, against the Bengals. Uh, yeah, that's when uh, Joe threw the ball to jo uh, John Taylor. Yeah, to, to, to win it. Yeah, I mean that that was it. Joe Rice I think went over 130 yards receiving. He he had an amazing game that game as well. Awesome, 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 awesome. So being a fan in the UK, so you live uh, outside of North London, you said right? Um, that's what. Do you, yeah. do you have many friends that are 49 fans? Do you have a group of buddies that you watch the games with? Is How is that fandom experience? Well, interestingly, I'm, out of my core friends, I'm the only one that's a real NFL fanatic. Um, but what's happened definitely over the last uh, sort of 15 years, especially with the NFL coming over to the UK, um, more fan groups have started to emerge and there is a really strong 49ers fan base here in the UK um and uh, I, I connect with them interestingly enough uh for the cleveland brands game this year the 49ers actually hosted uh, a fan event in london and i was had, i was fortunate enough to meet jace jace daly delaney walker and a lot of the 49ers fans from london and across the country sort of came to that event and that was a really good fan event so then you know, ollie walker and uh joe staley were on there huh? yeah they came along yeah it was really it was really good. As at one stage, I had Joe standing next to me, and we were just watching the game, talking ball. It was amazing. It was really, really good. Yeah, now that's. I mean, that's. I think you're very lucky. I think a lot of fans out here would kill for it to have a chance to sit with Denali Walker and 
and Joe Silly and watch a game with them. So I think in that aspect, I, I think you're very lucky to be out there for that. Oh, yeah. And um, the 49ers are, are doing a huge amount here. The team actually own Leeds United, which yes. is a, a, yeah. Listen, so they just won nine games in a row, right? Yeah, they're they're on, they're they're flying. So they've got a real close connection with with uh, the what you guys call soccer here, yeah. and they've they've definitely caught on to that and that fan base. So yeah, I can only see it getting stronger and stronger. It'll be interesting to see whether the the Vikings game is the 49ers game this year, and they'll host it here in the UK. That'd be interesting. But I can imagine if that is the case, there'll be a massive turnout of 49ers fans. Would you would you say that the 49ers uh, have the most fans in the UK? I think we've got a very strong fan base. I think you've got to go back to the early stages when the team, when the games were televised here in the UK. I think the Bears have a, a very strong uh, fan base. Also do the Patriots. So do the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have a very well-organised UK fan base. And over the last couple of years, teams like the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs have started to develop that fan base as well. But we have a very strong fan base. Yeah. Well, there, there's one team that I was uh, thinking about in particular, like the Jaguars, right? It seems like their owner is trying to push for them to be in the England area uh, uh, full-time. Do you, do, you, do you see an NFL team like the Jaguars going over the pond full-time and having heck of a home field advantage? I think um, – I do think the NFL uh, have mooted that idea. Whether that will actually work, I'm not sure. Because remember, they we did have the failed uh, concepts of NFL Europe that right. sort of side of death. Right. Um, I, I think uh, having a team here permanently will have its challenges. Um, also, when you come to a game over here, Tish, one thing you'll realise is that um, even though the Jaguars may be the home team, there'll be so many fans who've got different jerseys, right. support different right. teams that come along. So I think what you have here in the UK is a, a fan base of NFL fans who have got their team and will support their team. Um, but we'll also support the games that are hosted here in London. Uh, whether the Jaguars can actually get that fan base to where we've got UK fans supporting the Jaguars, I think that'll be a challenge. I do think that will be a challenge. Well, to, to just to counter that, what I don't I don't know logistic wise how how that would happen. A team going out to play in England every week. Maybe if you split up the division where you could get the two New York teams, Buffalo. That flight to across the pond is a little bit uh, shorter in distance, but we have teams like the Las Vegas Raiders, right? They have seventy percent of their fans of home games will be of different fans, right? So if yeah. you'll have fans that are just visiting Vegas, or you'll have a great following like the Niners, the Steelers, and Packers. Those fans will always continue to sell out Vegas. So don't worry about that. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. we have that in the NFL right now. You know. Yeah, but but also. We, the NFL at the moment, they, I mean, they're very keen to expand the game in Europe. So obviously we've got the game announcements in Spain. We've got the games in Germany. So whether they would focus one team in one particular European city, I think what they're more interested in is expanding the game to other countries. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to host other games in other European countries right. over the next 10 years and grow the following through that way rather than having one dedicated team sort of based in London. Yeah. And then uh, I, I completely forgot the Niners and the Vikings are going to be playing in England. Um, like, Potentially, it, uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but okay. I, I suspect that may well be the, that. I, I do. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if we are playing the Vikings okay. uh, in England. Well, see that that'd be great because then I can uh, get it. I can sell it to my wife that we could go visit England and then at the same time go watch the Niners game. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And, and I also think there's a real appetite for UK fans to come over, to come over to America, experience an NFL game, experience the city. Uh, and um, definitely over the next coming years, I'm going to be looking to, like, for example, go to other NFL cities, go to other cities and experience the NFL experience overseas. So definitely. So that leads on to my next question. So you've already been into the States and you've already seen Candlestick. Have you ever, have you seen Levi's? Yeah, so I uh, I was lucky enough to go to the last playoff game at Candlestick Park against right. the Packers. Saw Kaepernick do that amazing run. We beat Green Bay. And I've been to Levi's uh, quite a few times. I, I was lucky enough to see, I wanted to go and see Harbaugh's last game when Jed decided to make that decision on getting rid of Harbaugh. But I was there. Uh, that was oh, on Thanksgiving yeah, so, Day, right? Uh, no, it was, um, the Harbaugh's last game was... Um, it was, I think, it was either late December or January. It was yeah, a Levi's okay. game. It was a Levi. It was a game of Levi's. Maybe and... I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, because I remember, yeah. I remember that season. I think we lost to the Seahawks on Thanksgiving Day. So me and my buddy were at that game. Me and my buddy, yeah. we did this podcast with. We were at that game, and then Russell Wilson and Richard Sherman were eating turkeys on the 50 yard line. That's right. Yeah. Which I and so in my mind, it, it seems like it was on the same day. But then you're right. Maybe two weeks later, he got fired. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I just, and I was, yeah. Oh, go ahead. And I was there. I was, I was there for that game. Uh, I've been to uh, quite a few playoff games uh, at Levi's. I was recently there for the Green Bay game, which was an absolute nail biter. Uh, yeah. That was an that was an awesome experience. To be brutally honest with you, that was that's probably one of my best playoff experiences. And also, I've I've also been to Dallas and I saw the uh, playoff game against Cowboys that we had. Um, and Dak messed up at the end. Well, I was there. I was in the stadium, which was, again, an amazing experience. Being a 49ers fan, I, I witnessed all those great playoff games against Cowboys in the 90s. So as soon as I had an opportunity to go and see a Cowboys 49ers playoff game, I was there. And uh, aside from that, I've also been to Atlanta. I've been to see 49ers in Atlanta. And my goal is to continue that over the next you know, five, ten years to keep going and see the team and keep supporting the team uh, in the U.S., no, that's definitely definitely a goal that I have myself. Um, I want to go to Lambeau Field this year. That's uh, I'm saving up for that. I want to yeah. see a game there. Um, hopefully, I'm praying that it, it happens in, in the dead of the winter where it's snowing and the frozen tundra and all that. I want to experience hey. that. Uh, me and my wife, we want to go to New Orleans also. And then, we, of course, we went to the, uh, all the L.A. stadiums when they play the Rams and all that kind of stuff. So we try, oh, to, go, awesome. we try to go to away game every season. Uh, I just I told you we had a baby, so we put that on the back burner. But we, we do like to travel, and I, I like to follow the Niners around. So the question I had, though, is mm. compare Levi Stadium to Candlestick Park because a lot of the, a lot of the fans here, me personally, I love Levi's. I think it's a very clean stadium. There's bathrooms everywhere. There's short concession lines. Uh, there's not a bad seat in the stadium. Compared to Candlestick, I know a lot of people love Candlestick, and I love Candlestick, too, because it was like, when when I was growing up, so I was born nineteen eighty eight, right? And you're talking about Super Bowl, uh, you're talking about Super Bowl twenty three and the win and all that kind of stuff. I I barely remember the ninety four Super Bowl, right? But I do remember Candlestick, and I remember defending it Candlestick as because we used to say Candlestick's the dumb, but at least it's my dumb, you know what I mean? But there's 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 a strong fan base here that says that Candlestick will never be beaten by Levi's. I just want to know your thoughts on that. Interesting enough, I I think. Um... Candlestick for nostalgia for me, I had to visit it because growing up watching the team 
in the 80s, going to Candlestick when they called it, then they called it Three Con Park and all, all yeah. of that jazz. I mean, yeah. um, I, I just had to visit it and I was lucky enough to do it. And it, it was a memorable night. It was an amazing experience. It was a playoff game, floodlights against Aaron Rodgers. It was great. It was absolutely amazing. But I agree with you. I think Levi's is over the um, the course of time, it started to generate its own atmosphere. Right. Uh, I, I remember the Minnesota game when Bosa went down and all the fans started ch- chanting Bosa's name and he came up. And I think that I think with the current team and what they're doing, I think Levi's has become a real fortress. I think it's been an amazing stadium. You're right. It's clean. It's really easy. I mean, the only thing I will say to say about it is um, when you're up in the gods in the higher levels, it's not an easy watch, to be honest with you. Um, but as a, as a stadium, um, it, it's phenomenal. It's really good. And I do think the fan experience has become excellent there. I think, you know, there's so much that you can do now. The tailgating parties, it, it it's actually not that difficult to get to. Um, getting out of Le- uh, Levi's is sometimes difficult, but... As a stadium and as an experience, it's cracking. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and I just want to know your thoughts. That's that's always a that's always a go getter for fans out here. Um, and so, so you talked about Three Com Park, and so that's like the early two thousands where there was kind of like the dark ages, right? So <laughs> that's the Forty ers Like I like to tell everybody, I I remember. So I remember the Steve Young, the Catch Part Two to Tell Owens, right? That was my earliest memories, right? So I remember an older Steve Young running around, him getting injured. And then him have to end in his career, and I and I and I cried about that. And I remember when uh, Brian Young, you know, he broke, he, he had that knee injury, the horrific knee injury, where I think it was Ken Orton Jr. that fell on him. I, I could be the wrong player. Um, I, so those are my earliest memories, and from them that it goes on to the dark ages. I like to say the Dennis Ericksons, the Mike Nolans, the uh, um, I, I'm thinking of somebody else that I forgot, but they're just oh, well, Mike Singletary, yeah, he yeah. Didn't, he struggled as well, didn't he? So. so. So like right now it's it's it, it hurts to be a 49ers fan if you're truly invested because you keep losing the big game, but you are winning a lot of games. Like you talked about, you know, we beat the Packers in the playoffs consistently. We beat the Cowboys in the playoffs consistently, right? How does being how was those dark times as a 49ers fan being all the way like you know I know you're not by yourself either, but you said you, for your core group of friends you're out there just by yourself dealing with the pain and losses of two win seasons. Oh, you know it was. During those periods, it was actually very difficult, to be honest with you. Also, the cover, the team wasn't covered hugely. Also, we didn't have the coverage that we have now, which is phenomenal. You know, you've got you've got X, you've got podcasts. So it was it was a difficult time to follow the 49ers during those periods. Um, and some poor decisions are made, obviously, with Eddie leaving and the new ownership, and they made some colossal mistakes. You I think we all admit that. Right. Um, even when we drafted Alex Smith, I mean a lot of people thought that was a poor decision. Then poor Alex had six different offensive coordinators in his first six years. I mean, we just kept making poor decision after poor decision after poor decision. And um, now we we seem to be in a good place. Um, uh, but again, that came after a poor decision in sacking Harbour. Then we went down that route of Jim Tomasula, then Chip Kelly, and then we stumbled upon um, the Shanahan Lynch era, which has been a breath of fresh air and has regenerated and rejuvenated the faithful, I think. I mean, it, it wasn't like that seven, eight years ago. No, it wasn't. I, uh, I, I you, you make a good point. I think Jed York found out the hard way that it's not easy to win in the football, in, in the football right? So I think Trent Balke kind of convinced them 
this is just my thoughts, right? That they they mm-hmm. can go, they can move away from Harbaugh, they can bring anybody else. The team was good enough, than anybody on this team. I think York kind of found out the hard way. He learned from his mistakes, and he brought somebody in with the Lynch and Shanahan era that has us competing at the very top. We haven't got over the hump yet, but we have been very good competing. Um, and we were we were talking before we started recording, and and I wanted your like you 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 made some great points about what Shanahan needs to do to get over the hump. And what what I mean by that, so it's people that are listening, because again, there's a part of the fan base that wants Shanahan fired, and I am not there, right? I am not there yet. Is he on the hot seat? Maybe his seat's a little warm. It's not very hot at all right now. You got the 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 heated seats in your car. You just put it on the first setting where your two seat could get a little warm, but your back's not that warm, right? I think he's there, but you had a good point, and I want you to tell our listeners what was yeah, so, uh, yeah. So my point about Shanahan is that um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I I don't I'm not I'm not one that's advocating for him to be sacked. I think he's 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 done extremely well as a head coach. However, if you look at the team's successes over the five Super Bowls that we won, unless you look at Bill Walsh, for example, Bill Walsh was the mastermind of the West Coast offense, but Bill Walsh still had an offensive coordinator. He had Mike Holgram at the top, right. and Mike Holgram right. was calling the plays. And I, I think what Shanahan hope might be best served doing is actually appointing an offensive coordinator to help him so he can focus on being a head coach, making those key decisions calling the time out at the right time, time management, and then letting the actual play calling be done by someone else. Um, Bill Walsh did it. He had Mike Ogram. And when Jules Seifert was uh, was head coach, again, a really underrated head coach, in my opinion, he had Mike Shanahan there. And he got the best out of Steve Young. So um, I do think that, uh, and it is a bit left field to say what I'm saying, and Shanahan is a great play caller. The stats all show that he's amazing. But, I actually think for us to get to the next level, there would be no harm in us having an offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's I, I, I agree. I, I strongly agree. I don't, but I don't, Shanahan to me is stubborn as they come, right? Like you made good three points. Shanahan's three weaknesses are calling timeouts when he needs to call timeouts, controlling the ball. And um, he, he he's a great play caller, but some of his plays that he calls is, is is not the correct moment. I, I I will never forget to the day I die that uh I think it was um the Ravens old uh coach that won the Super Bowl back in the two thousands uh his name slipping but he was at the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So he was in the halftime of the Super Bowl and he, and he said if Shanahan learns from his mistakes from losing the last Super Bowl he'll come out and run the ball. Granted, they went three and out three times in a row, but they were in in the fourth quarter they were lining up empty. There are uh, three wide receivers, one tight end. Uh, Uzcheck was off the ball. I mean, out of the game. And 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 there was a stat that was going around that the Chiefs were dead last in two running back situations with Uzcheck as a fullback. And it, it was like we got away from our bread and butter of pounding that rock. And and it seems like when things get tough, he wants to dial it up and open the playbook up, and he wants to pass to galore, right? And and we could go back and forth all day of saying, oh, this is wrong, that's wrong. You know what I mean? But those are the three mistakes that I feel like he's always had and that he thinks they're not mistakes, they're not downfalls, that he thinks in his mind the way that he coaches football games is good enough to win the Super Bowl. But it's shown once with the Atlanta Falcons, two with the San Francisco 49ers, that his 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 uh, uh, chemistry might be off a little bit. 
and bringing in a guy in, like you were saying before, like Brian Belichick or uh, Brian Belichick, Bill Belichick might be the answer that the 49ers are looking for. Yeah, I mean, I mean on, on that point, first of all, I totally agree with you. And I think it was Bill Cower at the halftime show uh, right. who, who said run the ball. But going back to one of the we were discussing before recording the pod, the other thing I, I suggested, might, again, which is totally a radical idea, is if they were to consider someone like Bill Belichick to come into the organisation, would it be better for him to be the head coach and let Shanahan run the offence? Um, and But it won't happen. It, it's just a total left field. Again, being totally left field, I just think either Shanahan needs some support with running the so he can focus on being the head coach, but doing everything, it's uh, it's not serving a purpose. And you made some really good points about the Super Bowl. I mean, the one the one play that really irks me with the Super Bowl was um, I think we had a minute fifty three to go in the fourth quarter. It was a third and four, third and five. Right. Uh, and what he should have done there was run, run the ball run, twice, run, right? Run the ball at least once because yeah. what that would have done would have chewed up the clock, would have forced the Ravens to call a timeout. Mm-hmm. Not the Ravens, call the Chiefs to call a timeout. Right. And then. What could have potentially happened is Mahomes would have had one less timeout and less time to burn. He may have still kicked the field goal, but you know, not running the ball there, I think, was real. For, we could have give, to give him what he did in the third quarter if he'd made the right call there. And then they talk about the the play at the end um, of overtime when um, Chris Jones went had you know, a free run at uh, Purdy. Again, he emptied the backfield there. So the Chiefs, you know, Spagnola knew exactly what was happening and it made his life easier. So, again... He didn't play to our strengths when we really needed him to play to our strengths in that game. And hopefully he'll learn that lesson. But Tish, there's no guarantee we'll get back. And that's, right. that's, no. the, thing about the, that's the thing about the NFL. Yeah. you got teams like the Lions who are young, are hungry. They have the cap room. I'm expecting them to splash big and, and on their defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Lions yeah. will be better. Uh, you got the young quarterback, Jordan Love, the Packers. He'll be better. Maybe the Cowboys figure something out. They'll be better. You know what I mean? This is just NFC. And then you still got the the monster in Patrick Mahomes. How can you overcome that, right? So, like you said, it's no guarantee that the Niners will be back in the Super Bowl. So, when you have the opportunity, and we've seen it with the Harbaugh era 49ers, it took us almost 10 years to get back to where we were. Like, we could barely be looking 10 years, another 10 years right in the face. You know I mean? But I guess exactly. that's why they call us fanatics. Yeah, exactly, and that's why we love the game. You know, we right. you know, as fans, we will go back and and uh, Tish, remember in the UK, a lot of the UK fans, the games here don't start till nine twenty-five on a Sunday evening. Right, they won't finish. Right. They won't finish till like after after midnight. And well, everybody, when, everybody's taking off on Monday, right? Yeah. No, we're going to work. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, when, my, the worst games for me, if I'm totally honest with you, are Sunday night football games because I have to watch the game live. Right. Monday night football right. games and Thursday night football games because. For me, logistically, they're an absolute nightmare because I, I think I have to watch the games, and then I'm you know I have like two three hours sleep, and I'm in the office. So, uh, so this you know for UK fans in particular, it's you know the time zone kills us, and and we're dedicated. There's a loads of loads of UK fans that are dedicated to the 49ers. Yeah, and then I couldn't imagine losing the Super Bowl because the by the time the Super Bowl was over here it was about seven p.m. and it took me about one a.m. to just the, the the emotions and just the waves of feelings just to go away so I could fall asleep. You probably did not sleep after the Super Bowl. Uh, to be honest, with you, I, I, I by the time I watched it at my friend's house, I got home around five a.m. in the morning. Yeah, and and I I couldn't listen to KMBR or any of the uh, 
any I couldn't listen to any of the media, the media outlets at the right. time. I couldn't watch I couldn't watch the post game uh, interviews. But what I started to do is started to write a blog. I thought the only way I could deal with this as 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 part of my therapy was to start to write a blog, and that's what I started doing. And uh, the following day, I think I, I posted a blog on the game. Yeah, I know, which I did read, and and I want everybody. I encourage everybody to go to all49ers.co.uk. Uh, Deb did an excellent job of summing up the 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 Super Bowl. And uh, when I say excellent job, he took his emotions out of it and he just placed the facts. And and right now, uh, they say there's five stages of grief. I don't know as 49ers fan base where we're at in, in those five stages of grief, but there is a lot of anger right now. And so Deb took the anger out. And, and, and he wrote a he wrote a thorough article. I, I guarantee you're going to enjoy the article if you go read it. Thanks, Tish. Appreciate that. No, yeah. no, it's it's that's that's where we are as a fan base. And then I, I feel like with the combine coming up, uh, I think it starts Thursday and it will go through Sunday. Have 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 you spent any time looking into the combine? Is there somebody in the combine that you like, or is there a specific person or position that you want the 49ers to target on? If honestly I haven't had the time to, to to sort of do a deep dive on on the players that are there, but I think you know we're in a really fortunate position. We've got with the cap increase and the rollover the cap, we've got the ability to sign keep some key personnel in the roster, and we've got eleven picks. So this gives us an opportunity to get some youth into the team. And I think all the fans know we need to look at the right hand side of the O line. That needs to be looked at. We need um, we need to uh, get some linebacker depth. You know, especially with Greenlaw being injured and it may not come back straight away. Uh, we need a nickelback. We all know we need a nickelback. Um, I, I do think we need to look at tight end. George Kittle's doing an amazing job. But, with you know, I think we need to get another t- young tight end in. Um, are they, again, they may look at D-line. Uh, they may look at you know, looking at a pass rusher. The one thing I will say, Tish, I would like to get your thoughts on this. I do think we've got some good receivers in Jennings and we keep Ayuk and Debo. But the one thing we're missing... Is speed, right? And we seem to be miss every time we think we get a, a wide receiver that can do that, we miss. And I do think we need to look at whether do we look at free agency or do we look at the draft and make it take a hit and try get another young wide receiver in. Um, but the key things is the O line. I think we need to address the O line in yeah. the draft and as well as free agency. Maybe I definitely agree with you. The right side of the O line needs to be addressed. As much as everybody is not like in Spencer Burford right now. To me, he's young and he's only going to get better. I, I, I don't, I don't want to hand anybody a job, but if he proves himself in training camp and, and he improves from last year, I feel like he can be a solid right guard and we can draft a right tackle. But your question on the wide receivers is, you see the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they have paid Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and mm-hmm. they are number two in over the cap. I think it's like negative $40 million or something like that. And they're paying two wide receivers $50 million with Debo's contract and what Ayuk is going to make it to me, it doesn't make sense to keep both of those guys, right? So you oh, have who 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 just had a career season, all pro wide receiver, and 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 to me, I feel like and and I catch a lot of heat of this. I feel like Ayuk is the better wide receiver in our system. With Debo off the field, it gives more targets to Ayuk, and I do like Jawan Jennings, and I do agree with you that we need a burner to take the top off the defense. So if if I was a GM and, and it, this is crazy, I I understand what people are going to say. People are going to say I'm an idiot and I'm, I'm thinking dumb, but I would definitely trade Debo now. Try to get a fourth round, fifth round pick somewhere around there because I feel like John Lynch does a great job of of picking people in that round, and maybe you can replace not his productivity with 
one wide receiver, but you can give more carries to Elijah Mitchell, more carries to um, McCaffrey, more targets to Ayuk, more targets to Jawan Jennings, more targets to George Kittle. And then, like you said, we can get a true speedster to take the top off the defense because that's something that we've definitely been missing this whole time. That's interesting. I probably would disagree with you, to be honest with you. Yes. At least for one more season. The reason for that, I think, is, is clear. Uh, is, and it's just from when you watch the team, when Debo's not in that offense, the team is 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 not doesn't perform the same way. Also, Tish, the other really important point, I think, is this is going to be the first off-season where Purdy gets OTAs and training camp. So what I'd like us to do is utilise that with Debo in the team, with Ayuk in the team, with Jennings in the team, maybe another wide receiver, and let's give it a run for one more year. Because I think, obviously, Purdy was injured last year, so he missed OTAs and he missed training camp, the majority of training camp. So we have the opportunity to get Purdy to have a full off-season with this offence, learn the playbook even more, and then we can add a few more nuggets to the offence, be it a burner, and let, let's have Debo for one more year, then we can look at maybe trading him next year. And I also think if we win... If we win the big thing next year, if we, that's a big win, big if. But if we won it, I think certain players might hang up their boots anyway, which right. may allow us a bit more room of, to grow the team going forward. So I, I see your point, but I think for this year, I'd love to keep Debo because Debo adds a he, he's, he adds a, a, an element to the team which no other team has. When we've got CMC and Debo in the backfield, when they when they go in motion, it causes defenses absolute turmoil. Yes, you bring up great points, and they always say year three is the year that the quarterback, year three in the system is the year that quarterback usually starts excelling. If if Purdy has a better year than last season, he, he'll definitely be MVP, right? He will have one of the greatest quarterback seasons. If he improves from last season, he'll be one of the greatest quarterback seasons of all time, right? I think I think he will improve because he'll have OTAs and a full off a full training camp. He didn't get that last year. Right, he he's only that. going to he's only going to improve because of that. So uh, I think his his ceiling is going to continue to grow, and that's why I think we we've got to keep as many weapons as we can, especially if we want to have another run at this. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. Um, as we as we wrap this up, and you brought up great points, and I, I want to I want to put that back out there. If you can follow Dev at All Footy Niners UK on Twitter, on X, or he has a blog, all49ers.co.uk. Uh, and we, we talked about all different types of things, the draft, what we can, what, uh, what, what, what do we want to see as a team, but free agency, is there, is there some, is there a player in free agency? Have you been able to take a deep dive into that? Or is, is it the same thing that we want a position player to take it the top off of our receiver? Well, it'd be interesting how they approach free agency because obviously last season we weren't even supposed to touch free agency. Then we we made the biggest splash when we got Hargrave. Um, I would not be surprised if the team do look at free agency again. Um, The I don't know if there's any particular player that they'll 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 target, Um, but I I would like us to possibly look at maybe getting um, some strength at the offensive line if we can get someone in. Yeah, um, I think I think there will be there, but the reason why they may not do that is this draft is deep with O line players, so I don't think they will do that. I think what they may do if they do look at anything is maybe look at a linebacker, get a linebacker in um, to help strengthen the linebacking group, uh, and if they can find someone that's good who fits our system, 
they may well put in a linebacker. Uh, I think that's where they'll probably look at linebacker um, is where they probably will look at free agency, in my opinion. Right. And you just saying that reminds me that Al here is a, is, a, is a free agent. He is very familiar with the 49ers offense, had a great year with the Tennessee Titans, but I also think that he'll be the highest paid linebacker in that group. So I don't know where the Niners feel about paying that. Yeah, exactly. And also, we've got, we, I think they've also got one mind on Purdy's contract. Right. Yeah. So I think they've got one mind in that. So they've, they've rolled over the cap. They made it make some adjustments to some of the veteran players' contracts if they can. But I don't think they'll make a bigger splash as they did last year with Hargrave. But if there's a player out there that they think that can strengthen the team, they may well bring them in. And the other tish, the other thing, Tish, I want to just discuss before we go is what do you think we need to do about special teams? Oh, well, I think, oh, man, special teams. Uh, that, that, that fumble in the Super Bowl was very unfortunate. Um, the, the rule is that you're supposed to yell some type of keyword, right? Poison, poison, poison. Peter, Peter, Peter. Usually something that starts with P as a return specialist. And you're supposed to point at the ball, tell the team to get out of the way, right? It's a Super Bowl. It's loud. Uh, you don't know if he said it or not. And it, and it hit the ground and then hit off a, a Luther's foot. And then and, and, uh, uh, the returner, I'm, I'm skipping his name right now. Ray Ray uh, McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod. Instead of falling on the ball, he tried to grab it with one hand, if you will, um, almost like a baseball move, cricket, as you will, in your side of the pond. But yeah. um, it, it's taught the fundamentals that you're just supposed to try to get into your belly, try to get into your chest, wrap up, and just take the loss right there. They asked him about it the day after the Super Bowl, and he said, you know, they brought me in here to be a playmaker, and that's what I try to do. I try to make a play, which to me was like the wrong answer. You know what I mean? You are trying to make sure that we don't turn over the ball right there, Try to get that ball back so we can have a chance for our offense, and that was the that led to the only touchdown that was scored in regulation by yeah. uh, the Chiefs. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I mean, I, a legit. We need a legit. I think we need a legit kick returner slash punt returner. But where do you find that at? Right? Do you pay top end money for that specialist position, or do you try to find it in the draft? Which, to be fair, the Niners have been trying to find a kick returner slash punt returner. They Drafted the wide receiver from Michigan last year, which didn't work out. I mean, he had his trials and tribulations. He had did fumble. Um, I do feel like it needs to be addressed. I do feel like they have the right coach. They they brought a specialist coach in to to address those situations. I just feel like that certain it was very unfortunate in the Super Bowl. Do 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 you have anything in mind that they can fix a special team? I mean, I think special teams needs to be addressed. I do. I do think we. And this may be where free agency comes in, because if there is a good, a good returner out there, let's get him in. Let's get him in. Because um, uh, Wichnowski had, had a brilliant season. I think Moody's going to get better. Um, Pepper's a great long snapper. So, but we just need to get a returner that we can rely upon. Uh, and then I, I do think special, te- special teams is an important part, and we, we tend to not focus on it too much. But I do think we the team needs to... I don't think sacking the coach is going to help. I think we just need to get better personnel in there. Um, and, and I just think it's all three areas is what's going to win us the Super Bowl. We just can't uh, neglect special teams like I think we have over the years. Right. I, I completely agree with you. Um, Dev, before we go, I just want to say thank you for coming. I'm very impressed in your knowledge of just the game alone. Your situation on, on third and, and, and two or third and four with a minute 30 seconds left, right? You run the ball to get the clock going. They forces them to call timeout. You pick up maybe two yards. You have an opportunity to have a fourth and short instead of a third and and, and uh, not manageable. 
And and so just just that little much alone shows that you understand game management, game timing, game call situations, and then also there's three stages of football, right? Everybody thinks about offense, defense, and everybody forgets about special teams. And as you've seen, special teams can lose you games or win you games. Uh, we lost against the Browns because we missed a um, a field goal. Field goal. Special teams, right? Uh, but so I appreciate you, Deb. I I I, I respect your football knowledge. And, and the way that you love the game, I really just appreciate you coming on here. I want to make sure that we do this again, maybe after the combine. We give a little couple of weeks so we can do the research to see what we like. Of course, when we get a defensive coordinator, I would like your thoughts on the defensive coordinator. And then when we get before the season, we'll get on and see what our expectations are for the football season. Tisha, I've really enjoyed today. Thanks. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you and uh, giving, giving the fans a bit of insight on our fandom. Towards, towards the team. Yes, thanks. Thank you, Zev. How's it going? Jimmy Tom Sula, Jimmy Tom <laughs> Open up my shirt like Jimmy Tom Sula. Got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula.